Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I'm doing. I'm recording an introduction to this episode, and I'm, I'm basically just going to very briefly describe what you're going to hear. I break down the Nashville thing, the quote-unquote shooting, false flag. Again, it's not what people are being told. I'm certain of that. But I recorded this over the course of Monday as it was happening, all the way through today on Tuesday. I've seen all the footage. I've, I've seen what they've released thus far, the, the body cam footage, the security footage, all of it. They, of course, didn't have that on Monday, but they had it on Tuesday. I break down the entire thing in my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. The only thing that I ask is that if you listen to this, listen to the entire thing. Just listen to the whole thing. I understand it's an hour and 50 some odd minutes long. I'm just asking that you listen to the whole thing. This is a depth of evil, what is taking place here that people cannot grasp. And I do my best to go through it, even though some of it's a little scatterbrained, but I had pages and pages and pages of bulleted notes. So I'm just asking that you listen to the entire episode and then you make up your mind at the end. You want to make fun of me? That's fine. Call me a crackpot? That's fine too. Just listen to the whole episode. That's all I ask. Thank you for all the communications throughout this entire thing. Uh, people were reaching out to me wanting me to know what I thought. I was communicating in real time with people as to what was going on, pointing out anomalies. We were communicating back and forth, all of that. So thank you again for listening. Uh, give this whole episode a listen. And again, like I say at the end, uh, God bless everybody, and I'll catch you on Friday. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. I would not normally do this, but I'm, I'm going to do it in this particular case because I think that breaking this apart into pieces is going to matter sort of at, live as I'm, as I'm recording this. It's, it, they're getting so sloppy with what they're doing that they even actually have some of the Fox News hosts saying, well, this seems strange, this seems odd. As I'm recording this right now, it is Monday at 3.27 in the afternoon. I got a text. I, I saw it on, I saw this on uh, Great Awake, or I'm sorry, not Great Awake. I saw this on Gateway Pundit first, and then I looked into it, and I thought, oh, please. You've got to be kidding me. What, what, what exquisite timing. What exquisite timing. The timing. The timing can't possibly get any better. Because the entire fake Trump, uh, you know, whatever that was, the, the you know the New York uh, investigation criminal charges thing. I mean, that blew up in everybody's face. He clearly was the one who pulled the trigger on that, and the media ran with it, and it blew up in their face. Now they need something, and this just so happened to be the thing on a Monday afternoon or a Monday morning that took place. Well, I'm telling you, once you learn the enemy's playbook, you start to see things exactly as they are. Not the way that they want to show you, because that's, again, the enemy's playbook, but you start to see things as they actually are. And I'm not kidding, too. As I'm talking to you, Jesse James of the Dangerous Info podcast is, is texting me like crazy. Uh, this whole thing is, is riddled with, with false flag, didn't happen, nobody died. A hundred percent. So. Let me do this first. I've already generated a giant list. I'm going to run through that list. 
and then I'm going to stop recording eventually and then come back on and uh, record what these so-called Freemason police officers, the well, they are Masons, all of them, but what these cops have allegedly agreed on and decided on for their next press conference, the next time that they decide to to come out and uh, tell everybody what they think is going on. Because again, they all have to get on the same page. And if they're not on the same page, that's where cracks in the, in the story start to occur, and it becomes blatantly obvious that this didn't happen. So, let me start right here with this. You can go back and listen to these episodes if you want when Uvalde happened. That, of course, was 100% fake. So was Sandy Hook, and as far as I'm concerned, the Parkland thing was fake, too. Although, again, as you know, I haven't done a super deep dive on the Parkland thing, but it still stinks to me. With that aside, go back and listen to, if you want, the Uvalde stuff. I said throughout those two, maybe three episodes somewhere in there. Of course, I brought it up numerous times afterwards, so it might be impossible for for me to find this. But you may recall that I brought up the fact that their script was getting stale. And by they, I mean the Freemasons and and this entire satanic script. Their script for school shootings is is getting stale. So what what have they done? They've used white white boys. They used an Asian back in Virginia Tech. I think that was fake also. They used a black kid in the St. Louis area, if I'm not mistaken, not that long ago. That was fake. They used a Mexican in Uvalde, Adam Lanza, again, white kid in Sandy Hook. And, and then, I mean, what, what else do they have then? What, what, what haven't they played? And I said this again in those episodes. I said the only thing that they haven't done yet is a female and a private school. I said it. For those of you, again, that listen to this show, I called it. I said they haven't had a female shooter, and they haven't done this in a private or a charter school. So, what do we have here? The script is, gotta fill in the blanks, female, private school. Just so happens to be a Presbyterian school. The other thing, too, and this matters regarding the guns, is they need as many guns as possible now. So instead of walking around with one rifle or two handguns and that's it, or just two handguns or just one handgun, they have to double up on the rifles because it's the rifles they want. It's the rifles that, that, that government wants. They always want to make those inroads on the rifles. Because again, according to Joe Biden, we don't need those for any reason and you know whatever else. They're always using these to come after the guns. Bill Cooper's been through this at length. It's always a gun grab. They always want the rifle. How on earth would a what they again, they initially said it was a it was an 18-year-old female, but they wouldn't release the race nor the name of the person. Now again, as I'm talking to you, I don't know the name, but I might end up coming back later on. So I continue to record this, and I'll have that information. Point is, they went from saying she was 18 to now saying she was 28. And then the police chief, John Drake, black man, comes up and says she's 28 and, and a white female. Here's another way that you can figure out that this is fake. Again, the, the <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
my list isn't even all that organized because I was writing this down frantically. So again, my apologies, bear with me. And I'm also watching it to my, to the left of me right now as, as it's still happening. Uh, it's so funny. It, it's again, they're so sloppy. They're just so sloppy at it. All right. So, uh, all right. All right. Forget that. I was going to bring up the police chief. I'll bring that up later. L- let me start with the address of the place. You're not going to believe what the address of the school is. The address is 33. That's the address. 33 degree Freemasonry, the address is 33. Of all the addresses and all the numbers that exist on planet Earth, why does it have to be 33? It can't get more obvious. They were saying that they had three students dead, three teachers dead. 33. So now we have 33 and 33. Then they said the shooter was again a 28 year old female. 8 minus 2 is 6. 6 divided by 2 is 3. If you add up all the 3s, you get 666. 6 in the address, 33. Victims, 33. There's your 6. 8 minus 2, 6. 666. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. This is not an accident. This is the game that these satanic monsters play. And it should show people how evil these people are and how evil our country is and and all of these enforcement agents. Because one of the consistent threads throughout all of this as it's going on live right now is they're always saying that we need more resource officers. We need more police officers presence. You need the cops. Don't say you don't need the police because you need the police. It's clearly a gun grab and they're yelling for mental illness and wellness checks. We need more mental wellness. We need more counseling. We need more this, more that. And then they'll slide in, but we don't want it, we don't want American schools to turn into prisons. They already are. Because all they have to do is fake one of these events and then implement all of their policies. And then it's game over. Again, what do you think is going to happen regarding these shootings in the future? And frankly, all past shootings, they're all in the same script. Again, they know exactly what they're doing. They have have their consistent message. They know what the short-term and long-term ramifications are, are of this because it just means more government control. That's all. That's what this is about. Less freedom for you, more control for them. It's like a seesaw. We're on one end, we the people, and then all these organizations and enforcement are on the other. And it just leans back toward them. They make something up, it leans back toward them. We start yelling about it and and making shows like this and broadcasts like this, and it leans back toward us. This is the fight. We're fighting our own country. The war is right here. The civil war is right here in our own country. It's already happening. So let me get back to the list here. They rolled out a number of different people, and these people are beyond suspicious. You have John Drake, the police chief of Nashville. He was being remarkably vague in his first time up to the microphone. He gave no details, none, zero. And then, At the end of him speaking, he was asked by a reporter, 
Did the female shooter, quote-unquote, there wasn't one, but did the female shooter have body armor? Were they wearing body armor? He said, I don't know. I don't know about that. I can't speak to that right now. So let's go over what they knew. They knew that this female shooter was 28 years old, white. They knew that she lived in the Nashville area. They knew that she was associated with the school in some way. So they say all of this is fake, but this is, this is their story. Uh, they believe, it's coming across the screen right now, they believe that the female shooter was a former student. Okay. They, they know all of this. They know that the female entered entered a side door, so they first said, and then shot up the place uh, on, the, on the ground level and then went to the second story and shot up the second story, which is where the people were where they killed. Then another former FBI agent, which, by the way, all the people showing up on Fox News are all former FBI. Remember, that's part of the narrative, too. You need the FBI. The FBI is not the bad guy, ladies and gentlemen. They're the knowledgeable law enforcement people. They're the ones with the experience. We need the FBI. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI is Masonic. The FBI is in on this. They're a part of it. They're the problem. So they had another FBI guy on with Martha McCallum, and he says, I can actually say this uh, because I have a source there, but I don't want to give up the source that the shooter entered the church portion of of the entire property and then shot up the church with a dozens to a hunt to hundreds of rounds and killed a custodian and then proceeded up the stairs in another building to go kill other people so the story is changing constantly because they're lying they're constantly lying and it's impossible to keep a story straight when everybody's lying and injecting in their own falsehoods they apparently know all of that, but when asked the question, did the shooter have body armor, the cop, the, the John Drake police chief of Nashville said he didn't know. Bullshit. You can't know all of those details, including the number of guns that the person is in possession of, and how many rounds have been shot, and not see that they're wearing or not wearing body armor. That's the giveaway, ladies and gentlemen. That's the dead giveaway that this didn't happen. There's no way that you would have all of those details at hand and not one large torso-sized detail that is undeniable as to whether or not they had body armor on them or not. Ridiculous. Let me go through some of the other investigative quote-unquote weirdos that they had on the screen. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, the TBI, a David Rausch. This guy's got Mason written all over his stupid face. The FBI guy I said earlier that was talking to Martha McCallum, his name is Chris Swecker. He's the one who said that a custodian got shot after dozens, if not hundreds of rounds were shot, blah, blah, blah. Um, that was just over over the screen, though, so he was in his office and whatever else. A district attorney was on the scene. He spoke briefly. They were all vague. All of them were vague. 
We're going to come back a little bit later once we uh, meet in a room and and go over our script as to what exactly we all want to agree on, and then we'll make sure and come back and feed you these lies, and you'll believe them because you're gullible, and we know that. These people are not our friends. The law enforcement agencies in our country are not our friends. They aren't. They're masons. And just like masonry, at the top, you have the most knowledgeable who are the worst, the most satanic, the most deceitful. And at the bottom, you have the useless idiots who have no idea what's going on and that these people at the very top lie and manipulate everybody up and down that chain of command and that chain of influence. If you're a third-degree Freemason, you have no idea what 33-degree Freemasons do to even become a 33-degree Freemason. And these people are evil. Beyond evil. Again, the numerology can't... It's, it's undeniable. It's undeniable. And they're even showing it on the screen. They're showing it on the screen. The address of the place is 33, for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Not to mention, how does the media have instant access to all of these former FBI agents? Weird. Weird how they, they're all on call. They, they all have a high-def camera in front of them, no matter where they are. They all have a microphone. They're all made up and, you know, wear nice clothes, makeup, the whole thing. They're all ready to go, every single one of them. It's astounding. Fox News kept also calling this not typical. They, one guy even said, who works for Fox News, he said, not the typical players. Those are his exact words. These are not, these don't seem like the typical players. Players exist in a play. That's where that word comes from, players. It's not a game. It is to them. It's a game to the Masons. But interesting that they use the word players. I wouldn't get too hung up on the use of the word players, but he did say players, you know, like a play. Again, the whole side door thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they had a former New York detective who was on early on and a former FBI agent. Um, again, female. Her name was Nicole Parker. So they're, they're rolling these people out with, without a doubt. Now they have Shannon Bream on. Ridiculous. Uh, let's see. 14 minutes. 14 minutes from the moments of the first shot to the first time that 911 was called. 14 minutes. How would they know that? First of all, that's a long time to hear a whole lot of shooting and not get a 911 call or not have a 911 call go out. So, why 14 minutes? There could be some numerology in there I'm missing. I'm not picking up on it right now, but that's I'm just bringing that up. It seems very odd that it would be that length of time. Does no one have a cell phone in this school? N none, of the, none of the employees? I'm sorry. The whole thing smells. It, this didn't happen. That's my hard line on this. This did not happen. Again, we've also seen the total narrative change, haven't we? Every station is on this. Even uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, she was allegedly in a drunk driving accident two days ago on Sunday evening. 
where she slowly crashed an automobile into an object, and then police showed up on the scene, they talked with her, and then another car showed up the scene, took her away, and drove her away. There was no DUI check. There was nothing. She wasn't arrested, nothing. And now all of a sudden, this. Unbelievable. But it's not unbelievable. This is what they do. This is, this is what they do. So that's the, that's the complete narrative shift. It doesn't matter what anybody else was talking about. They're not talking about those things. They're talking about this. And they needed something like this for all the reasons that we know. The gun grabbing stuff, all of it. Um, okay. Let me get to this. Joe Biden. Again, he was he was set to give a speech about small business, a, a small business boom in America. We know that's a lie, but what are the odds that he would be giving a speech in the White House to a room of people with children in the room also? And then one of these fake shootings happens. And he opened, and this was hilarious, he opened up his speech by talking about how 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 uh what did he say? How much ice cream he has. He started off by saying, "My name's Joe Biden. I'm the uh, I'm I'm the husband of Dr. Jill Biden, and I was told that there's uh, chocolate ice cream down here, and that's why I came down here." He goes, uh, "But I have a whole bunch of chocolate ice cream upstairs in the fridge. It's packed with chocolate ice cream." He goes, "No, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm serious." And he starts smiling, and then he eyeballs the kids in the back of the room. And there's like four, five, six, seven-year-olds in the back of the room. He goes, what are all these kids doing here? You know, because he's a pedophile. So he, he hones in on the kids. And then they're like, yay. And then some of the parents were, were going, oh, they're with us. And he goes, stand up, stand up. Let me take a look at you. And then he's looking at them, you know, because he's a pedophile. And then he's, he's ogling them and doing what he does. And Fox News got so uncomfortable. It was John Roberts and, uh, and uh, what's her name, uh, Sandra Smith. They got so uncomfortable with what Joe Biden was saying, they went away from his speech. And they were like, we don't know what the hell he's talking about. And then they came back to him when he made a couple of comments about the shooting, and he said that the shooter had two AK-47s. <laughs> now, you can't believe him because... You know, he has uh, Alzheimer's and uh, he doesn't know who he is and where he is and what's going on. So it doesn't matter. Point is, is that this is part of his agenda, it, part of his agenda and the Masonic agenda. And he's a Mason, too, is, is to take as many guns as humanly possible. That's the point. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not giving up our guns. Liberty or death, right? Come and take it. It's not happening. It isn't happening. They can keep trying. Remember the Q post. There's a Q. Anybody can look it up. There's a Q post that says your guns are safe. Your guns are safe. Yep, they are. They're safe in our hands, and they're not leaving our hands. But that was Joe Biden. That was Fox News. Let me get to the imagery here. The imagery on the screen matters. It's a big deal. This is a big deal during these fake shootings. Huge deal. What you what what the news outlets rather are are actually showing you with their you know w- with their camera footage in the camera footage no one was running nobody no one was crying there was some fake crying going on but no one was no one was crying 
No one was angry. No one was yelling. There weren't giant lines of people. I saw a couple of pictures, allegedly, of some students all lined up. The narrative changed, and the narrative was different. It went from all of the parents are showing up to the school to pick up their children to all of the children were bussed away to another building to where the parents could go and pick up their kids. So which one is it? And if you did both, which you wouldn't do in any school procedure whatsoever, you wouldn't divide the students. You wouldn't leave some students in a building at a crime scene, alleged crime scene. It's, I mean, it's not. No one died. And then, and then bus away the other half or bus away a fraction of them to some other place. You wouldn't do that. That's not in any policy or procedure in K-12 schools anywhere. It doesn't exist. You get them off of the property by walking them to an adjacent field someplace. But you don't you don't bus some of them away and keep some of them there. None of that happens. So they couldn't even get that story straight. The the other footage that they were showing, and this was telling too, there was footage on what seemed to be a sidewalk some distance away from the from the building certainly some distance away from the building but it was two females dressed in black wearing aviator sunglasses standing around a a male a tall fat male wearing a hat with big bold letters across the front of his hat i don't know what the letters said there were at least 5 letters on it but but they were all there they knew exactly where the camera was they knew exactly that they were being filmed they they knew exactly what they were doing one of the women was acting like she was upset and crying and staring at her phone she sees the camera and then she turns her back the male looked right into the camera puts his hands on top of his head like oh my god what's happening and then another and then the other woman that they were with again same thing you never see her face she has her back to the camera the whole time it's all it's all fake it's all designed to get the file footage of this so that they can roll it on a loop. And they do that. They roll it on a loop. There was another older gentleman taking out a a male student out of the church. And allegedly, he was a father, apparently, of one of these kids. I really have no idea. Because again, why is he picking up his kid in the church when they were telling everybody that they bust all the kids away? to some other location where they could come and pick up their children there. It's it's just beyond ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Um, everybody outside, Jesse m- made this point. He said, everybody outside of the police chief, all those other law enforcement people, those are appointed positions. Those are not elected officials. So if you, I mean, it makes perfect sense. If you want the story to go through the way you want it to go through for a fake school shooting like this by Masons, run and operated by Masons. You have to supersede the local police chief because in almost every case, the local police chief takes a back seat to these outside agencies or these interstate agencies that are made up of non-elected officials that are simply there to, again, carry through the message. Fox News is now talking to Chris Christie, for God's sakes. Of all people, what does he have anything to do with this? The former New Jersey governor. Let's get his take. What next? 
Who else are we going to get? Are we going to get Method Man? Is Method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan going to show up next and we're going to get his two cents on what's going on here? It's ridiculous. Let me get back to the imagery. My apologies. It's difficult to do this as it's actually happening on the left-hand side. As Chris Christie is talking, they're showing police officers in groups of three, not making this up, groups of three, just walking around the grass in the, around the perimeter of the actual school and church. Why? What are you looking for? I thought you had the suspect. I thought they were dead. Why, why are you walking around in the grass around the church looking for clues? You can't prosecute anybody. That was also mentioned by someone in one of these press conferences, too, or, or one of these former FBI goons. There's, there's not going to be any prosecution, which means you can trample all over a crime scene as, as much as you want. But it's not a crime scene because nothing happened. See, normally if there was a crime scene, no one would be allowed anywhere around it. No one. But they've just got these weirdos on the screen just randomly walking around. Just like Yavaldi, just like Sandy Hook, same, same exact thing. There's a thousand police officers there. It certainly looks like it from the aerial footage that they're using. They're all just standing around. <laughs> it's the dead giveaway that this didn't happen. It's just the dead giveaway. Uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, too many FBI, former FBI agents. It's beyond ridiculous. Here's the thing, the messaging, and this is important because this is always the messaging. Oh, sorry, one more thing. One of the police detectives who is there, let me let me see if I can't find his name. He was, uh, blah, 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 blah. he wasn't the TBI guy. He wasn't David Rausch. He, I believe he was the district attorney general. He actually used the phrase assault weapons. He said assault weapons. He goes, the shooter had two assault rifles and assault weapons and, and one handgun. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a police officer or a, or a lawyer, you don't call them assault rifles or assault weapons because that's not what they are. What kind of gun was it? You say either they had two rifles and a handgun or they, or, or they had two very specific rifles and you name the name of the rifle or the, or the style of rifle and then the style of handgun. But you don't say assault rifle. You don't say assault weapon. You, you don't do that. But the reason that he's doing that is because he's in on the script. He has to say that because that's the talking point. The talking point is continuing to get people to believe that an AR, an AR-15, means assault rifle. There's no such thing as an assault rifle. No such thing. They're not assault hammers when somebody gets killed with a hammer. It's not assault side, uh, you know, an assault slippery sl sidewalk when someone slips on the sidewalk and hits their head and dies. No, no, no. It's just the rifles that they call assault guns or assault weapons or assault rifles. The word usage is remarkably important. It's incredibly important because that sets, that sets up all of the other narratives. So it's clearly a gun grab. They're calling for more resource officers. Isn't that ironic that uh, in a previous episode I was saying that resource officers are not needed? 
Isn't that weird? And I was telling all the reasons why they are not needed. And now all of a sudden this happens, this fake story happens. And now they're saying, look, again, all these former FBI agents were saying, we can't get rid of resource officers. We need them. We need more now than ever. I mean, they're really ramming at home. They're also saying we need more cops. We need more police officer presence. No, we don't. And then, of course, they're ramping up the mental illness thing. We need more mental illness training. We need more professional development. We need more. We need more. It's just more, more, more. It's all about money laundering, too. It's all about getting money, filtering that money back into these departments and into these people's specific pockets. It's absurd. Absolutely absurd. Okay. I think I've wrapped it up the best they can. They're starting to talk to a few randoms in some homes and, and places that, that allegedly live nearby, uh, the, the crisis actors are going to be out in force. In fact, one of the crisis actors was there during the, pre- the first press conference, who openly yells out to the, to the press people and, and even the cops leaving the microphone. She, she said something like, uh, aren't you all getting tired of reporting on this? Aren't you all getting tired of, on, on reporting on this? And then, and then it stopped. Aren't you all getting tired of, of, of reporting these shootings? Isn't it tiring for everybody? It's fake. The whole thing's fake. And again, they know what our reaction is going to be. Our reaction is, we're going to go buy more guns. We're going to go buy more ammo. And I'm not against that reaction. If people want to have that reaction, go for it. I mean. How many guns and how much ammo you have? The answer, I think, is not enough. But the fact is, is that they're assuming that this doesn't, you know, that this squashes gun ownership. It doesn't. It boosts it. It increases it every single time. So here's what I'm going to do. That's the end of my first part of this. And I'm going to back out. I'm going to watch a little bit more, pay attention a little bit more to what's going on. I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at the, uh, the next nonsense press conference that they're going to have. Again, keep in mind, I bet they have more details. They said they're going to take more questions and they're going to have fake answers to those questions because they need to be on the same page. To keep the fairy tale going and to keep the script going, it has to be all on the same page. So I wouldn't be surprised if they only have maybe one, maybe two individuals doing most of the talking while while everybody else is just standing back. Everybody else is just going to stand back and and just watch, and I guess that's that's going to be probably what happens uh, this next time around here. I was also bouncing around to a couple other channels to see what they were talking about. As you would expect, CNN was losing their minds. They even threw this image up, and I tossed this up on Gab. It says mass shootings at the top, and then it says data from gun violence archive. There's that phrase gun violence again, because remember. Guns kill people, not people. People don't kill people. It's guns that kill people. That's what they want you to believe. It says this. It says, from 2018 to 2020, there were 100 mass shootings until May. And then it says in 100 mass shootings. Weird. And then in, because uh, I didn't hear of any of those. And then in 2021, it says there's 100 mass shootings by March in the year of 2021. And then by March 19th in the year of 2022, there were 100 mass shootings again. 100, 100, 100. And then they have 
2023, there have already been 129 mass shootings. And they define mass shootings based on what they verbally said as a shooting that involves four or more victims. Bullshit. Don't believe it. I don't believe a word of it. Not just the fact that it's coming from CNN, but it's beyond ridiculous. Some lunatic just made up this slide and threw it up on their screen and was like, just tell them this, they'll believe it. No, Complete, completely fake. It's 100% fake. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's very important to learn how to spot this at face value. I was laughing throughout this as I'm watching it, laughing out loud. It can't get more fake. It just can't. The numerology, the imagery, the, the same script, they just mixed up a couple of the quote-unquote players. Now they allegedly have a female hauling around two, two rifles in a pistol with hundreds and hundreds of rounds on them. I think not. I think not. Didn't happen. Completely fake. Okay, I'm going to bounce out, and then I will bounce back in. So give me a few minutes here. I'll, I'll watch a little bit more and then bounce back in. Okay, <laughs> that didn't take long. I'm bouncing back in. My apologies. This is, <laughs> this is getting too ridiculous. I'm having too much fun with this. This is too funny. It's too fake and too funny. All right. A couple of things here before uh, they start their, uh, their other what, whatever press conference thing. Neil Cavuto is on now, which, by the way, he looks terrible and he sounds terrible. I know he's at least double or triple jabbed. I'm surprised the man's alive. Uh, with that, all that said, and all that aside, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, actually, let me let me mention this first. I don't know if I said it in the, in the first part there, but if I did, well, forgive me. I'm going to repeat it. There were no wounded. That's not an accident either, because again. If you had wounded individuals, you could get to them, you could ask them questions, things like that. That, of course, is assuming that uh, other law enforcement couldn't get to them first and tell them to not make any comments because there's an ongoing investigation and all this other nonsense. But there, there were no wounded because there never are in these situations because they're fake. You can't leave a living witness. But again, it's all a script. So it's not about leaving someone alive. It's about in the fake script, you can't leave someone alive. You have to have people who were so far separated from this fake thing that didn't happen, uh, and, and that's the way that it is. The other thing, too, is, is it's very possible, as you've heard me say in previous episodes regarding these fake events, that they sold this to the children of the school as being a drill, because they don't want the children to actually think that there was a real shooting, which, of course, there wasn't, but they'll sell it. The staff members will sell it to uh, to the children as, as being a drill that they're running. So that means what then? Does it mean that the staff members are lying and that the staff members are all in on it? That's possible, in particular if they're getting paid. The same thing is true with the parents. Same exact thing is true. Maybe they told all the parents, look, we're going to have a drill. This is going to be a drill. No need to worry. It's just a drill. We're going to pay you for participating in this drill. That's the way that it's going to be. If the media runs with this and says this, that, or the other, so be it. You know, you have to keep in mind a variety of different scenarios here and the evil with which individuals can operate. 
They're sending these children to this school, which you have to assume they have to pay to send their children to this school. What if they just give them free tuition for a year? The monetary aspect of this is key. And the monetary aspect of all of these situations and these fake shootings is key. Money talks, and people will take it. No matter how much money they already have, many of them will take it. They'll put their morals and values to the side. They'll be like, yeah, show me some greenbacks and I'll do whatever you want. You want to go through a fake scenario? Let's do it. And they'll do it for cash. Um, yeah, th that's a thing. I mean, th that is an actual thing. Neil Cavuto uh, also then had this guy on, a NYPD retired lieutenant, uh, Joe Carindale. This dude was ramped up. He was saying all schools need to lock down, all schools need to reinforce their locations, all schools need to buy all the necessary materials to reinforce their locations. Don't do it today, do it now. Uh, or Yeah, that's basically what he said. He, he said, don't wait until tomorrow, do it now. Don't, uh, you know, yesterday's too late, you need to do it now. And then Neil had on, again, the, one of the former female uh, FBI agents again, and she was running through the money. She was saying, we need more resource officers. We need more training. There are endless materials and, and, and physical things that schools can have on hand in order to, to give them the things that they need to be safe. I mean, she's ramping up the security state business. And it is a business. And it's a big business. You've heard me, again, mention a, a number of different things that exist. These bulletproof classrooms inside of a classroom. You know, those, those uh, double door things that swing open and then lock into place, and there's a little door inside of one of the two walls that are connected to the two brick walls inside of an already existing classroom, and it's a safe room inside of a classroom. It's absurd, but that's what they want these people to start looking into and, and actually buying. The, the woman even said, if you have money to turn on the lights, in your in your school and in your school district, then you have the money to reinforce your school and your school district. Ladies and gentlemen, the school districts across America that are believing all of this is practically all of them. And they're all going to look into other measures to protect themselves from something like this. Even though it's 100% fake. They don't care. They don't care. They're buying this one hook, line, and sinker just like they buy them all hook, line, and sinker. The thing we have to pray for is this. We have to pray that with the frequency of these fake shootings that more people are waking up to how fake they are. We have to pray for that. Because again, I think that the frequency is going to cause people to be a little suspicious. And if that suspicion causes someone who is unknowledgeable to ask a singular question to someone who knows a little bit more, well, then the floodgates open on curiosity, and that's a beautiful thing. Then you have massive amounts of inquiry, and that's, that's incredible. There's another avenue, too, which is because this happened in a church, in a private school, you know that churches are going to start doing the exact same thing. This is purposely designed to make churches more controlled by the FBI, law enforcement. I mean, they're already controlled in very nefarious ways. Let's not kid ourselves on that one. But um, they're going to go full bore into the security state business also, including, I might add, making sure that their uh, participants don't carry guns. 
they will actually turn their churches as a response to this. They will turn their churches, many of them will, into gun-free zones to where you're not allowed to carry a gun in a church. That's going to be a thing that, that will happen. Again, I, I really can't stress it enough how, in my opinion, people should separate themselves from these environments, not because there are real shootings that take place, but it's because of the brainwashed people who operate these, these institutions and these environments and what they, in a very gullible manner, so easily believe. They easily believe these situations, and then they are reactionary in every step of the way, not knowing that they're being manipulated based on something that did not happen. You have to pull your children out of school, because again, these these environments are becoming more militant with their yeah their fake responses. Uh, their again, they perceive them to be real, but clearly they are not. And then the same thing with the church environment. I mean, it's been perverse for a very long time. We know that the ministers and the pastors get their talking orders about what to talk about and what not to talk about over email, just like medical doctors do. It's the same kind of thing. And if they, again, if they don't play ball, then they hit the road. And if they're not bringing in a certain amount of money, then they hit the road and they're told to leave. Uh, the school environment is dangerous, not because of the truth that gets told. It's because of the lies that are told and the lies that are believed. And then the action that exists on top of those lies that, that becomes implemented. Again, you're, you're talking about ramping up the business aspect of the security state, which is a very profitable business. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told this story or not, but there was a group a while back that was a, again, it was a, it was a security group made up with a lot of former CIA dudes and whatever else. And, uh, I forget who reached out to whom, but they had heard about a book that I had written. And, uh, again, I, I, I don't remember who contacted who first, but, I ended up telling them about my book, uh, Violence Among Students and School Staff, where I openly say, look, some of these shootings don't happen. They're not real. It's all generated to create this, this illusion of needing more security. Needless to say, they never got back to me. Because again, these dudes were old CIA, probably former FBI law enforcement. They either believe it, they're in on it, they're in on the lie, or again, they, they blindly believe it. But um, it's big business is my, is my whole point. It's big business. And again, they're calling for more professional development and more training. And we need to do whatever we can to plug all these holes and, and not make these mistakes again. And blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm just, I continue to be shocked that anybody believes this. It, it really blows me away. It has every single trademark. And it is a trademark at this point. I mean, somebody's trademarked this entire script, but this whole trademarked script is the same from, from shooting to shooting. The only thing they're doing now, which is what I said last summer during the fake Uvalde thing, you got yourself a private school now and you got yourself a female. They're part of the script now. You also have, I, I might add, again, I'm, I'm still watching this kind of as it's as it's still happening, but Neil Cavuto is, is talking now with 
a uh, a retired New York police commissioner, or yeah, one of them, and uh, and he's 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 buying this too, hook, line, and sinker. Of course, he's a Freemason, so whether it's real or not, but he's he's ramping he's ramping up the th- everything. Also, Howard Safir, former NYPD commissioner, it says S A F I R. Old Howard uh, again. He's he's all about the security state. Schools need to need to protect themselves and lock down. And there's all kinds of resources that they need to buy. It's just no. Again, in the words of the late great General Patton, if everybody's thinking alike, someone's not thinking. There's not a single person thinking here. There's not a single person asking an alternative question because they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to. You can't be curious. You can't wonder if this was fake. And for things like this, again, to be fake, that's a very difficult thing for the naive to understand because they have no grasp of evil. We know it to be fake because we have a firm grasp of evil and how deep it goes and how pervasive it is. But these people who are too close to it or the people that, uh, you know, that, that look at this without really caring one way or another, they just blindly believe it because it's on their TV. What's going to be interesting again with this upcoming news conference is going to be a couple of things. Number one, what are they going to, are they going to backtrack on the entrance point, a custodian being shot, and then where the shooting first started? Are, are, you know, Because again, we had a former FBI guy on here say that, uh, According to him, the custodian was killed and uh, the shooter entered the church first. If that's the case, then why would they be letting these parents and these other people and these children walk in and out of the front door? You're talking about a crime scene, I thought. Now, again, there's no one to prosecute and they're stepping all over. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay. Now they're showing footage of all the students holding hands and and walking while all holding hands, you know, a la uh, Sandy Hook, just like Sandy Hook. Same thing. Anyway, we're going to see if that ends up being mentioned or not, because if that doesn't get mentioned or an alternative story gets mentioned to a custodian being killed or the entrance point, well, that blows apart that guy's story, which means he's lying or someone else is lying. Uh, again, one of the overarching points too, and I'll, again, I'll come back in after the press conference, but one of the overarching points is this too. This is one of those moments where all of the sudden now everybody trusts Joe Biden. Just like that. Everybody trusts every politician now. All these media personnel who make fun of Joe Biden and call him a liar, now all of a sudden he speaks about a shooting and all of a sudden it's real. And Joe Biden must be telling the truth now. Same thing with uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. If she says it now, because she's a pathological liar, just like Joe Biden is, but she's more pathological because she's with it still, um, that must mean that uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is is telling the truth. So now everybody believes Corinne Jean-Pierre now. Is that true? Because if you believe this school shooting happened, that's what that means. It means that you believe Joe Biden's press secretary, Joe Biden, and his entire administration. Do you? If they're all screaming about it at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, it's fake. Okay. 
with that said, again, I'm going to bounce out. I'll bounce back in after these, uh, th- this alleged police update on their fake shooting. Because again, they've got to get, they've got to get their script out there first. They've already got some of the questions. They've already been handed some of the questions. They've already concocted some of the answers. They're already watching the news channels to see, again, what's being brought up and what's not. These people are coordinated. They know what they're doing, but there's always places to find their flaws. And that's, again, what we have to pay attention to, and that's what we have to look for. Okay, with that said, I'm going to jump back in here in just a little bit, so hang on tight. Okay, I'm coming back on. The press conference just ended, and it's getting funnier. Now, before the press conference occurred, I started to dig into the actual school itself. I got on the school's website. I took a picture of the head of the school, a Dr. Catherine Kuntz. She's the head of the school. Uh, She looks a little goofy, but whatever. Take a guess as to how many faculty members there are in the school district or in this particular school. What's the number of faculty members? If you guessed 33, you would be correct. Another 33. Weird. The student-to-teacher ratio is 8 to 1. So they have approximately... I did that math. Hang on. uh, Approximately 246 students give or take. Now, that number doesn't match up with the number of school buses that they had at the scene. The number of school buses that they had at the scene, again, it was upwards of 6 to 12 school buses. You don't need that many school buses for 246 students. So, yes, this is a drill. I mean, for God's sakes, ladies and gentlemen, they have armored cars at the scene. Armored cars. There are more police here than there were at Sandy Hook. It's absurd. It's beyond absurd. Um, uh, let me see here. Founded in 2001 as a ministry of the Covenant Presbyte- uh, Presbyterian Church. And as I said earlier, the address is also 33. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. So here are the dead people, allegedly. <laughs> can't make this up. The dead person is the custodian, a substitute teacher, and the head of the school. So the head of the school is old enough to retire, which means they have retired. So they're gone, which means they'll go on vacation someplace, maybe change their name, maybe keep it the same, who knows. Uh, A custodian and a substitute teacher, both of which who who would not be on the school roster. This is also not an accident. When mentioned, the press, one of the people said to the detective, is this the head of the school, a Dr. Catherine Kuntz? And he said he did not know, but that he thought that this was an individual who was higher up in the administration. They're the head of the school, and the, and the chief of police doesn't even know when addressing the press that the person who's dead is the head of the school. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you, can't, you can't have a job like this and be this wrong and, and not know these details. You, you just can't. 
let me let me get honest honest as shit. It's so strange. Jesse James sent me this too right before the press conference because it was bouncing around. Apparently, this is a tranny. The person that they've labeled as the alleged shooter, which of course is not, is a tranny by the name of Audrey Hale. So it's a boy who identifies as a girl. Or the other way around. A biological female, yeah, I'm sorry, biological female who identifies as he, him on the LinkedIn page and apparently used to attend the school. It's beyond ridiculous. And the only thing that's happening is everybody's screaming and yelling about resource officers, guns. We need guns there. We need resource officers. We need more security. We need more tools. We need more this. We need more that. More surveillance, more surveillance, more surveillance. And quite literally, I should say, just like that, everything has gotten rather quiet. They they mentioned the press conference on the Five on Fox News, and just like that, they're on to talking about different subjects. They got a dead tranny, so they think. A uh, couple of couple of dead kids, three dead kids, they think. Three dead adults, and now it's time to talk about something else. That's it. Time to move on. Another, uh, you know, another false flag, another gun grab, another media lie, another deep state, satanic, freemasonic lie. I'm sure in the coming days more will come out about all of this. There'll probably be a lot of uh, hidden videos or things of that nature, certainly maybe a documentary or two on BitChute. Time will tell. But uh, the numerology is beyond pathetic. It, I, I don't think it can get any clearer that this was completely fake. The police presence, again, was way too much, way too much for something like this. Too many school buses for that few students. Um, it, it, again, the imagery alone was beyond pathetic. Just scripted to the bone, no doubt about it. So thanks for listening to all of that. Uh, I have more to discuss, of course, but I just wanted to get through that kind of as quickly as I could, even though it took approximately an hour. But again, make sure you share this episode with people if they're curious as to how deep these rabbit holes go and how, again, you can actually train yourself to pick up on the little nuances and, and the even typical patterns that they consistently use when it comes to these fake shootings because they are prevalent. And they don't go away, and they're not that smart. Again, they all day long. It was a female. It was a female shooter. Female shooter. So now it's apparently a female who identifies as a male. Whoopsie! Now it's a tranny. Again, this is what internet sleuths can do. Internet, you know, the internet anonymous individuals are out there, and they're instantly looking into the backgrounds. I immediately jumped on the school's website, and it was bouncing around. Not an accident, again, with all the 33 numerology and the simple fact that it's the head of the school, an unknown substitute, and a nameless custodian. Please. These fake shootings, ladies and gentlemen, will persist. They will only persist until someone in the limelight gets out in front of it and says this is fake. Someone gets out in front of all of this and says... This happens consistently, and it's fake. There are no real victims, so to speak. No shooting victims anyway. No real shooter. It's, it's all fake, and it's all contrived. Until that happens, it's going to keep happening. Because until people 
are alerted to the fact that someone has publicly openly said that these don't happen. Only then are people going to start to question. Now, with that said, like I said earlier, I'm certain that more people are paying attention to these now more than ever. And it's possible that the Alex Jones trial, as absurd and fake as, as that seemed to be, it's possible that that woke people up too. It's possible that more people are looking at this and saying openly, this didn't happen, this is fake. I hope that's the case. I hope that they aren't scared and saying, well, look what happened to Alex Jones. You know, if we say it's fake, they'll come after us. No, we live in a free country. We have a First Amendment. We get to, we get to exercise that. So exercise it. I think, again, that that was designed to wake more people up, the fake Alex Jones trial thing, real or fake, whatever it was. And, uh, and I, th I think, again, that's the timing of that and then this occurring, I think it's just going to wake more people up. So there you go. Keep praying for that. Keep praying that more people wake up as a result of all of this. Okay, here we go. Now, if you're listening to this portion, of this episode. Uh, it is Tuesday morning, and I'm going to air this on Tuesday because now so much more information has come out. But, ladies and gentlemen, my take on this has not changed. This still didn't happen. I've seen the security footage. Trust me, I'm going to run through that step by step with you here. If you haven't seen it, I'll put it on my war video tonight, Tuesday night. You can watch it yourself. You can rock right through it and see exactly what I'm seeing. There are too many connections here to government and too many connections to Nancy Pelosi and a number of other fake things that occurred that there's no doubt that, again, this entire script was just that. It was a script that was played out. Let me start with this. Earlier, I was talking about how that retired FBI agent came on Fox News and openly said that he had a source there who told him that the quote unquote shooter entered the church, shot a dozens to a hundred rounds inside of the church, and then shot the custodian and then made their way up into uh, the school portion of the building and then killed people. Okay? That was a lie. That didn't happen. In the security footage, you see the person clearly entering the hallway to the main office of the school portion of the building. There isn't a church in sight. The church is on the other side of the building. So that FBI agent was either lied to or is lying. Do you see the constant lying here? Again, if we can keep track of the lies, and then you can look at what your eyes are showing you, you can match those things up and you can say that either they match up or they don't match up. So we now know that that retired FBI agent was lying. Or again, he was lied to. There was no shooting inside of the church. Not to mention, it was the church portion of the building where allegedly parents were allegedly picking up their children. Why would they pick them up in the same room where the person had been where they were allegedly shooting dozens to a hundred rounds? Hundreds of rounds, so they said. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be there. And you wouldn't have them picking up their children in that room if that had happened, which it clearly didn't. It's <laughs> honest, honestly. It's getting it's getting more ridiculous with every passing minute. So they released this footage. This individual 
which again, I'll, I'll break it down in a minute, but a little more on their background. They were allegedly all over the internet. They were a graphic designer, so they said. Funny how they have such a broad internet presence, because again, contriving all of that uh, and manufacturing all of that is beyond easy to do. It's very easy. Uh, let's see. The story with them also is that individuals are saying, well, they held a grudge. They held a grudge against the building because they wouldn't allow them to be who they wanted to be. Or, or something to that tune. Ladies and gentlemen, the school only went up to sixth grade. This was a 28-year-old person, so they're saying. The school only went to sixth grade. So you're trying to tell me that a 28-year-old tranny is, is holding a grudge with the head of the school from back when they were in sixth grade, and they just decide to show up here to do this? No, of course not. Of course not. Again, I'm going to break down the, the the footage in a little bit because it's uh, it's too it's too ridiculous. A um, couple other points. Again, I got a, I got pages of notes here. It's going to sound like I'm bouncing all over the place, so my apologies. Um, here here was one of the. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me start with this. I'm just going to start with this. I want to dive into Freemasonry just briefly and, and, and get people to understand this point about Freemasonry. A lot of people are consistently trying to find an answer. Okay, so a curious person would consistently say, why, 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 why? And they're always asking the question, why? That's an excellent thing to do. It's an excellent thing to do. It's an excellent move to make. Why? You don't have to arrive at a singular answer that's necessarily going to satisfy everyone in order to arrive at the answer. The answer to why can just be because it's evil. And then you stop there. That can be it. That can be the only answer as to the why. I like the people that consistently ask the question why and are constantly asking why would this happen, why would this happen? Again, with Freemasonry, the entire point is to distract any and all sides as humanly possible and then inject more fake information or manufactured information into the scenario in order to further confuse all sides. Let me make my point with one tweet. This comes from Benny Johnson. This was put out by Citizen Free Press on Truth Social. And then this is from Benny Johnson on Twitter with an Elon Musk response. Again, Benny Johnson. I don't know where the guy gets his money. I don't know how he does what he does. He apparently has a show, um, allegedly a conservative, whatever. But point is, is he says this, and it proves again that these people don't understand how deep the evil goes. And I'm going to get into that again in a minute after I read this and analyze this, because the same patterns are happening with this that happened with Uvalde. You can figure out how many so-called awake people aren't awake yet. They do not understand how deep the evil goes. They don't even go there. They don't even touch it. They don't even bring up Freemasonry or Zionism or anything. They don't bring up uh, Satanism. They don't even bring it up. 
They don't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. That also can be an indicator to you that these people are gatekeepers. They only go so far because they want a dollar. They want a shekel. And if they don't get it, or, or if they even approach those subjects for fear of not getting that money, then that right there should tell you that they're a gatekeeper. Here's the tweet from Benny Johnson. It says, quote, the Colorado Springs shooter identified as non-binary. The Denver, ide- the Denver shooter identified as trans. The Aberdeen shooter identified as trans. The Nashville shooter identified as trans. One thing is very clear. The modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists. Unquote. Elon Musk replied with an exclamation point. That's it. Now, between Benny Johnson and Elon Musk, which one of those do you think has a firmer grasp of Freemasonry and Satanism? Is it Benny Johnson or is it Elon Musk? It's probably Elon Musk. Benny Johnson took this hook, line, and sinker. He bought it. Just like countless people on Gab, Twitter, and all of these anonymous boards that I've paid attention to for years. They're all saying, man, that Nashville shooter was a trans. No, you don't know anybody died because no one's seen a body, blood, or anything. No one's seen any of that. But they're certain that people are dead. This is the problem I have with all of this, that people aren't, people aren't making that leap. They're not making that step. And it's such an important step to make because it's the only thing keeping them imprisoned within their own mind and within society. That's the, that's the step they're not making. The Freemasonic aspect of this, as I just said, is to throw in endless divisive variables into the situation to satisfy all the normies. Benny Johnson is a normie. It doesn't matter how many tens of thousands of dollars he gives out in East Palestine, Ohio. It doesn't matter the good works he may or may not have done. It does not matter. If he can't see this and understand that he's just been given a nugget that satisfies him and now he can sleep tight at night, then then he's lost the plot and so has everyone else. The Lauren Witzkies, the Mark Dices, it doesn't matter. Even Mark Dice, for Christ's sake, has written books about the Illuminati, but he's not even making the connection here. On Gab, he's going, look at these trannies, and they're stopping with the tranny stuff. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with manipulating everybody and giving everybody, as a Mason, giving everybody just enough to satisfy them so that they then either go away or shut up or run with whatever message they want regarding the message that's just been handed to them on a silver Masonic platter. That's the point. They're all being manipulated and they still don't get it. Because again, any social media post that's like, man, that tranny shooter really killed those kids, or man, that tranny shooter, man, this, you know, these trans people, they're going to start shooting up places. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. Everybody, and again, the so-called awake, the so-called conservatives and anti-rhinos and so on and so forth, they're still buying this. They're still buying it. 
it, I got to tell you, it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Let me go through this too. The endless distractions, as we know, are, are everywhere. Today, right now, as again, as I'm talking to you, there are subcommittees in Congress live all over YouTube regarding coronavirus and the COVID pandemic, quote unquote. They don't want people paying attention to that. They want them on the shooting. So what is the police department doing right now? This was just sent to me by Jesse James. Just sent to me. The Metro Police Department, Metropolitan Nashville Police Department on YouTube is just released. Body cam footage. I just watched it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what you see in the body cam footage. Again, you don't see any dead children. You don't see any of that. You see cops walking into the building through the front door of what appears to be the school or one, one of the other doors, not the same door that, that, the, uh, that the tranny walked through and shot their way through. It's a completely different door. But you can see all the backpacks and all the materials and everything lined up inside of the uh, lined up outside of their classrooms in their in their in these cubby holes. Every single classroom door is unlocked. Every single one. That's not nationwide procedure for a drill. That's not nationwide procedure for an actual shooting. It isn't. Every teacher is supposed to lock the doors of their classroom immediately. You drop down the piece of paper over top of the glass that, that is on the door to allow somebody to see in, and then you huddle all of your children and your students into a corner of the, of the room away from the door. As the police officers show up in the body cam footage, there are at least two employees, allegedly, outside of the building and one of them's a female says all the kids are are locked down in the upstairs of of the of the building so if they're all locked down why would any of them have access to the shooter and why would the shooter have any access to them if they're all locked down do you see what i'm saying i mean you can catch what they say and what they're certain of, and what and what's occurring here. Again, this footage is being released to try to discredit me and a thousand other people who know that this isn't legit, because what do you see in the footage? The only thing you see in the body cam footage is the shooter being shot. Now, if police officers show up on the scene and people are saying, there's a, there's a shooter in the building, Everybody's locked down. All the students are locked down, but one person is missing. So this individual says, number one, you wouldn't be outside of the building if you were a staff member because you're not allowed to leave the building. You stay in the building. You lock yourself in an office. You lock yourself in, in a classroom. That, that's what you do. Everybody's locked down. No one is outside of the building. Having been in the business, I can tell you that that's the truth. You don't walk outside of the building and walk around the outside of the building. That's not what you do. doesn't matter if you're an administrator or not. It's just not what you do. You stay on the phone with a police officer and you're talking with a police officer over the phone as they enter the building. That's the, that's the procedure. That's the ALICE training. 
That's all of that stuff. So what do you see on the footage? Again, endless classroom doors are wide open. They're clearing these rooms with police officers. Now, do, do the police officers know where this shooter is? Do the police officers know what the school training is? They should know what the school training is. They're, they're, police officers are trained to know what the school training is for, for lockdowns and, and shootings and, and things of this nature. They're supposed to know. They're supposed to know. Why are all of the, of the doors unlocked? All the hallway doors are unlocked too, except for one. In the body cam footage, they, you see the police officers go up a staircase, one of those, you know, small staircases where you have to open up a door and then the only thing that exists in the corridor and in that area is the staircase and then you go up to the second floor. The second floor door is locked. Why would that be locked? Why would that door be locked? Because again, that's allegedly where, all, where everybody was. Why would that be locked and another door leading to the second floor not be locked? And then they find the person, the, the, lead, the lead cop with, with an AR shoots, shoots the person, drops him immediately, and then the second guy follows up and hits him again behind a table toward the main window, which is the window that you can see in the footage where there's bullet holes out through it, basically at the front of the building, um, facing the sun. So the positioning of all of this matters. I know you're listening to me talk and you can't necessarily see it, but again, then they shoot him with a handgun, and then they say, shoot her down, shoot her down. They're yelling at it, don't move. Clearly the person is dead. It is the same person dressed exactly the same way. They've blurred out their face because it looks like they got shot right in the head. Um, and, and then that's it. Again, they're playing on emotion. They're playing on fear. Now, now this is an angle that, that people have to understand, and I alluded to it earlier just a second ago, so my apologies for not hitting on it. When the police show up, what do the police know about what's going on? Nothing. They've been told there's a shooter in the building, and by the employee outside of the building, which you wouldn't have an employee outside of the building, that person openly states the following. They said, they're all locked down, but we have two kids where we don't know where they are. And then the cop goes, okay, thank you, ma'am. And then they enter the building. Now, once they make their way to the second floor, and again, at least one door is, is unlocked, they have to turn around, go back down the stairs, go down a hallway. That's when they start checking classroom doors. Every classroom door is unlocked. Every single one. And then they finally make their way up to the second floor where the door is not only open, but it's propped open with one of those foot prop open things. They start making their way down the hallway and they say, we got one down. And there's a blurred image of what appears to be a person, a kid or somebody lying on the ground. Now, again, I, I can't see anything else. Again, it's all blurred. So hard to know, hard to know. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's not a dead person. I, I don't know, but then they make their way out into this open forum area. And then that's where they shoot. That's where they shoot this person. So confusion again, and emotions running high is the name of the game. That's the whole point. From a school procedure standpoint, none of it makes sense. And I mean, none of it. You can, in a lockdown scenario, unless, 
every single person is in the exact same place at the exact same time, they would all be locked down in whatever room they're in. That's standard procedure. The alarm goes off, you immediately lock your doors. It's the first thing you do. You look outside in the hallway, you see any students, and if everybody's looking out in the hallway all at the same time, in particular staff members, unless they're in the bathrooms, unless students and, and staff are in the bathrooms, you, you immediately look out in the hallway, and then you re-enter your room, and you grab any student who's in the hallway, and you pull them in. And then, whether they're your student or not, whether you have a class or you don't, and then you pull them in, and then you shut the door, and you lock it so that it's locked from the outside, and you check on the outside to see if it's locked from the outside before you close the door, and then you pull down a piece of paper over top of the glass of the door to make sure that they can't see in or that it might deter the person. Again, could a person shoot a bunch of rounds through a wooden door through the metal handle in order to get it open? Yeah, sure, probably. They could probably do that. But why are all of these doors unlocked? in today's day and age. And why is it that you see all their backpacks and all their belongings, but you don't see any of them? And then the cops, again, move, move down this hallway before they get to the shooter. They move down this hallway very quickly. They appear to go past a person or step over a person without even checking to see if they're alive or not. And then they just start shooting the shooter, and then the shooter is dead. I'm getting back to an original point, which is, what do the cops actually know? The cops are there under the suspicion that there is a shooter in the building. So they immediately make the decision there's a shooter in the building. They don't know anything else beyond that. Whether anybody's dead or not, if anything else is happening or not, they just know that there's a person in the building with a gun who is doing shooting, which means that's their focus. Their focus is to then shoot the person who's in the building with the gun. And they did that. Anything else outside of that, they don't have to know it. All they have to do is be told things, and then they may believe it. Again, I want to make this abundantly clear. If people died, that's remarkably unfortunate and terrible. I'm openly saying that. Again, if people died, that's remarkably unfortunate and terrible. I'm not there. I wasn't there. I don't know that. Here's what I do know. I know that consistently, and I mean consistently, playing on the emotions and fears of people and dripping out information, as the Metro Police Department of Nashville is doing, is also being done on purpose just like it was in Uvalde. Uvalde took longer, though, didn't it? It took longer. And you didn't see any blurred image of a single kid. You didn't see a blurred image of the shooter. You didn't see them shoot the shooter, did you? Where's the body cam footage from Uvalde of them shooting the shooter? There is none. I haven't seen it yet. It doesn't exist. This is different because, again, they knew that they needed to have body cam footage of them shooting the shooter and an image of the shooter down and dead. They got that now. They got that in this scenario. I understand this is going to be tough for people to understand because 
they don't understand the depth of evil and they don't understand the depth of the script that has to be written in order for something like this to occur. You've even heard me say again that staff members inside of a building may or may not know what's really going on. Maybe, again, there was an assembly inside of a particular room with a lot of people, and they basically said, keep them all in here. And then the shooter entered the building, but they were already all locked down in a separate room, which would explain why all of the classroom doors were unlocked. That would help explain that. That they were, again, all ushered into a particular place Long before this even, long before this even occurred, again, I don't know what the schedule was of the day from a school, uh, you know, from a school standpoint, like a school schedule standpoint. Was was there an assembly? Were they all being talked to? Was it a Bible study kind of thing? Like I, I don't know instructionally what was going on, but what I know is is that if the doors were all unlocked like that. And all of the students' belongings were in the cubbies outside of their classrooms like that, which you can visibly see in the footage. That would explain why they were all on the second floor during this entire event, that they were all in one place because they were all there on purpose for some reason. That would explain why the doors were unlocked. In the classrooms, that is. Um, but again, for the woman outside, who's communicating consistently with people, again, you're talking about in a 14-minute span, then they would know where, where these students are unless you had a student who, again, was in a bathroom or something along those lines. Let me also mention this. I'm not saying it to be tasteless. I'm saying this because it's a thing, and this happens. You do know that during the ALICE training, they will tell students that they're going to run through a scenario. And they tell them to lie on the ground and play dead. And they'll even put fake makeup on these, on these school students who are participating in this particular event. Because they want the police officers to assume particular positions and treat it as seriously as humanly possible. Again, I have no doubt that this mental patient, which is probably what they were, was shot dead. That's pretty evident. That's evident in the footage. They got they got their footage. I, I can't help but think back to a Q post, which again clearly stated when when Q was asking, where do these shooters come from? How many of these shooters have a mental health record and, or an institutionalized record where they come from mental institutions? And then they're they're programmed. They're programmed by the CIA, the FBI. They're drugged up. They're given, they're given weapons. And then they say, go into this building and do this. But they make sure that the people working within are either secure, safe, or, or whatever before it actually takes place. Again, use Uvalde and Sandy Hook as as the script, as the previous scripts that these, that these Masons have used in the past. Now, as a part of this script, you have the security footage of them entering the building, which is what we saw in Uvalde. Only in Uvalde, they didn't shoot through the door, they just opened it, which is absurd, because every single door 
outside uh, attached to the outside of the building is always locked. It's always locked unless somebody purposefully keeps it unlocked. That person walked in. They didn't shoot. They randomly walked down a hallway. They randomly found a school a school room. And then they and then they either shot their way in or or walked their way in. Again, if they shot their way in, you would have seen shell casings everywhere and and bullet holes all throughout the door. On the body cam footage of the police officers who entered that particular classroom. Funny how the body cam footage uh, stops with Uvalde when they open up the door, but there's no bullet holes in that door, which means, again, how did the person even enter the door? Was there, any, was there even anybody inside there? Or, did that just, or was that when the movie stopped? Was that when the script just, you know, they, they went cut and then they stopped? This is a little different in that they're filling in the blanks. They're filling in the blanks. You've, you've got the person shooting through the door. The alarms go off. They walk through the door. And then in the first initial security footage again, here's what you see. And I'm going to run through the security footage now. I'm done with the body cam footage. I want to go to the security footage of the shooter. The person is driving a Honda Fit a gray Honda Fit, they drive right past what appears to be a Mexican guy uh, who is on the grounds crew, and you can even see his leaf blower to the right of him. This is apparently at 9.54 Central Time. They continue to drive around, and there's all these parking spots that say senior on them. I don't know why they would all say senior. This is not a school that has high school students. This is a pre-K through 6 building. So why do all these parking spots say senior? I I don't understand that. Does that mean senior citizen or a senior official of the building? I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm moving on. They drive around to to this side door. Where there appears to be either a, a, a uh, some kind of a placard, or that's a a voice operated entry device right right next to the bushes and the wall, and in the background you can see a playground, and there are children swinging on the playground, at least a dozen of them, at least. The car goes around to another throughout the parking. There's a, a few a few other cars that are parked there. Then you see the security footage of the person walk up to the doors. They shoot their way through the doors. There's glass all over the place. They shoot their way through the doors. That's it. And then they crawl underneath and through the door, through the broken glass. So they don't they don't open the door. They don't reach through the broken glass and open the door, they crawl through the glass. Then the footage skips to them in the main hallway of the school. So again, it immediately refutes what the FBI agent said about them entering entering the church portion and, and shooting up the church portion. That apparently didn't happen. So now you have the shooter in what appears to be an administrative hallway. It looks very typical to an administrative hallway. You have a printer, you have a desk, you have all the materials there, a stapler, a hole punch, paper, the whole thing. And then the actual opening to to the door itself, or I'm sorry, to the office itself. It quite literally says district office on the window. 
the alarms are already going off. It's probably just been seconds that this per- that, that the alarms have gone off, but the district office door entering the office is open. It's open. It's not locked. So let me keep going here because there's a few other interesting things. Inside of the district office, you can you can clearly see that there's another door inside of the district office building or the, the, the office space, that there's another door that's open and there's another door that's closed. The shooter walks in, just kind of randomly looking around. They don't appear to shoot anybody because they're not running. They're not running out. They just walk out. They open the door. They're pointing their gun. They point their gun into what appears to be maybe a hallway of some kind, or they open up another unlocked door inside of a hallway. The camera footage is still moving. Uh, Sorry, it's still going. It's still going. I don't know what office that is or if it's even an office, but now the person casually walks out, and then they hold up the gun again, and they open up the double-swinging door again. Now it shows them walking. Let me see if I can't get the timestamps on this, because there's a leap in time. Approximately two minutes of of time changes from... See, this matters too. I'm telling you what, this is going to be so... No normie is going to pick up on this. Again, no offense to the people not paying attention, but whatever uh the footage on the camera that the, that the police department has released there is a 20 there's a 2 minute there's a 2 minute gap in time so at 10:19:36 the shooter just again gets done clearing this hallway of the district office outside of the dif- district office door and they and they are now through the double door and then the next footage they have starts at 102052 So you're talking over a minute later, a minute and 20 some odd seconds later, you now see the shooter walking down a tile hallway. There are copious amounts of doors that are wide open, at least two on the left-hand side, but there's no one in the hallway. You can see the sirens are blaring, all of it's blaring, but there's no one in sight. Not an adult, not a not a not a kid, no one in sight. That continues. They continue to go down the hallway. They turn around. It looks like they maybe shoot in one direction. I can't quite tell. It looks like it's possible because you can kind of see a burst. Bang. Yeah, there's one shot there. So they turn around and then bang. They shoot once to their right in what appears to be an open, an open area. Now, why would they shoot there? Are they shooting glass? Are they shooting a person? Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know. What I do know is, is that there should be security footage of that further down the hallway, and they're not showing us that. Again, they might show this footage later on. I don't know. And as I'm saying this, again, my earlier comments, what I was doing was is I was commenting on the way that the media was behaving, the anomalies that were taking place, and now, and now what we're seeing now. They're consistently trying to get people to play on emotions and play on uh, countless other things, which now leads me to this, and I have to play this because this is some interesting audio. A local Nashville news anchor, apparently, ironically enough, their mother-in-law works inside of the building as 
either the head secretary or works at the front desk. This is from Julian's Rum, and then I'm going to play, honest to God, and then I'm going to play the audio. This is, this is too weird, ladies and gentlemen. It says, a Nashville reporter's mother-in-law just so happens to work at the front desk of the Covenant School where the, school, where, where the shooting occurred. It said it also just so happens that her mother-in-law stepped outside to take a break, quote-unquote, right before the shooting began. It also just so happens that the reporter covers local woke news, and a few weeks ago she was filming a Clinton Foundation event in Nashville. Now, I'm going to play the audio. Again, it's about three minutes long. Give this a listen. Has to buzz me in. Sure. We have to talk through the um, microphone. She has to look at me in the camera. She can she can see out the door. Um, but they do a good job at this school keeping and, their kids safe. But you haven't heard from her yet. I have. She's she's oh, safe. Have. Oh, thank goodness! Thank she's goodness! Safe. Did she say anything about the conditions or what's going on? Um, you know, at this point, Vicky, she is extremely shaken up. Um, so she is not on the campus right now. She actually was taking a break. Oh, she was taking a break. Which really gives me pause. For sure. And just stay with us for a little while. As a journalist, how hard is it knowing that you have someone there who you love? I mean, I cracked. I I did. I had to give someone a hug downstairs. Um, I have my personal phone sitting here. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the family text messages, and I'm also talking to people that I know in this community um, who keep people at school safe. So I've been talking to police officers, too. It is a strange situation to be in right now, Vicki. And I cannot believe that this school, as I said a year ago, did this training. I was there. And... Um, and, and here they are now, about 13 months later, putting this into practice. By the busload, students got to work. I think this can be a great hands-on way to kind of give back. Sunday morning, 787 undergraduate and graduate students. From okay, I'm, I'm busting back in here. You heard, you heard her just say, 13 months ago, they had training in this school for a situation like this. And now it happens. Now the second half of this audio you're going to hear has to do with the Clinton Global Initiative, which is the Clinton Foundation. Same thing, different name. And the same reporter is reporting on the Clinton Global Initiative, and they're there passing out, uh, I don't know, canned goods and, and water for, for God knows what. The, the point is, 13, interesting number, 13 months, months ago, they had training in the school for this kind of a situation. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, you, you wouldn't have a custodian walking around in a school building if there's gunfire and if there is uh, alarms going off. Everybody would be locked down, including custodians. I mean, everybody's locked down. So, it's still, it's still, this is so hinky. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so hinky. But again, people aren't going to investigate this. The normie is just going to go about their, their, their daily life, and they're going to believe it. And they're going to believe it, and they're going to believe it, and they're never going to investigate it, and they're certainly not going to listen to this. In fact, I'm certain people have already turned this off. They've already said, Sean, you're inconsistent. You're not bringing up consistencies, and this, that, and the other. 
I'm looking at this without emotion objectively, as as clearly as I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with this woke story from just this past Sunday, where again the Clinton Global Initiative happened to be there. Weird. Weird. So I'm gonna continue with this audio from the from their local news affiliate. Here it comes. Around the world, spread out across Nashville to do community service projects. All attendees of the Clinton Global Initiative University annual meeting, which featured the former First Family. Seeing someone like President Bill Clinton from when I was younger, getting to shake his hand, getting to talk to him, ask him about his childhood, give him my story, my background, and being giving that reassurance that everything my mother went through, everything my father went through, everything everyone did to support me, all my teachers, professors, was worth it because I'm here now. The day started on Vanderbilt University's campus with President Bill Clinton telling students always be in the public service business. Even on the darkest day, there is something you can do to give a hand up to somebody who's got it tougher than you do. With students, the former president and his daughter Chelsea bagged enough meals to feed 250 local families. Participants said the weekend summit made them certain they too want to make a difference like Second Harvest does. I think it would be incredible if we really leave behind a legacy and build something that lasts. Since I always believe that you always give the highest respect to the people who are in your shoes yesterday. Today, student leaders. Tomorrow, global innovators. I can't wait. To see what you're doing with your lives and your commitments. In Nashville, Hannah McDonald, News Channel 5. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the same Hannah McDonald that works at News Channel 5 who was talking about her mother-in-law working at the school. Honestly, you can't you can't you can't possibly believe this. Okay? I I this is this is this is so tough. This is so tough, and it's going to be next to impossible again, as I said earlier on numerous times. It's going to be so hard for the normies, quote-unquote, to grasp the level of evil and the connections that exist. Are these people paid? Probably. Probably. Um, are these connections made on purpose without their knowledge? Maybe. Maybe they pers- uh personally sought this person out knowing that they had a family member who worked inside of the building and all of these masons behind the scenes are making these connections and then recruiting them without their knowledge it's possible it's also possible they're just recruiting them just because they know that they can and that money talks but the number of normies that would actually gather in a room with the clintons today in this day and age that right there should tell you how many people are dead asleep they're dead asleep. The only thing that's going to wake people up is a mass arrest of these guilty people and what they have been guilty of. And we know what that is. Killing children, eating them, human sacrifice, child trafficking, human trafficking, a number of things. The man's name is on the Epstein client list, for God's sakes. And Vanderbilt University, the Vanderbilt family, not an accident, they're Satanists too, they're they're also devil worshippers, they're allowing all of this to take place and no one is saying, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have them here. Maybe we shouldn't do this. But the Clinton Global University, as it is called, recruits all of these normies 
and then they just do what they're told because they think it's a line on a resume or I was a part of this organization or whatever. It's constantly recruiting the unknowledgeable and the naive into a criminal organization without them knowing it. Tentacles, ladies and gentlemen, there are tentacles everywhere in this. Everywhere. I could continue to go on about this, and I'm and I might in future episodes briefly. If I do, it'll be at the beginning of the episode. But there are endless normies who again are soaking this all in, and they're believing every step of it, every word. There isn't a, there isn't an out an, an ounce of doubt in their minds about anything. They just believe it, including some of these politicians. These politicians are masons. That's how they get to be where they are. They're recruited, they sign on the dotted line, and then they and then they carry it out. Like I said earlier, the so-called Republicans and Rhinos are believing the the tranny aggression narrative that's been handed to them on a free Masonic silver platter. This is the story you're gonna run with, because you're gonna believe it, and this is what happened. The Marjorie Taylor Greens. Uh, you know, pick a politician. Uh, like I said, the the Benny Johnsons, the Mark Dices, the Lauren Witzkies. They're not diving into this any deeper because they either don't want to, they don't have the skill, they don't have the the, the knowledge base on the subject matter, et cetera, et cetera. They just don't have it, and they don't want to touch it. And it's so much easier to hit your emotional precipice and then stop, rather than take a leap of faith in your own ability to think and objectively look at things and understand that it is never what they are showing you. It's never what they are telling you. It's you that have to think objectively and clearly as best you can about what is going on. There are many tentacles to this. They're all evil. All of them are evil. Because innocent people are being deceived on a constant basis, including children. Children are being deceived. They're being told today that this happened. The children who were there, who were on lockdown, believe that that this happened. It was most likely, if I was to summarize the event, I would most likely say it was a controlled event. And what I mean by that is they had it controlled to the point where they were leading a shooter in a particular direction that might lead them to a dead end. No pun intended, but an actual dead end. And it turned out to be. The shooter was, again, backing themselves into a quite literal corner of a room where there was no escape, and then they were shot and they were killed. Was this person a mental patient? Are we ever going to find that out? Is anybody even asking that question? Were they given a bunch of drugs, given a bunch of guns, programmed into into being aggressive and and doing all of this? Does that even exist? The answer is yes, it exists. It's mind control. And those mind control programs work. It's called MKUltra. It's still very highly in play. There are individuals, again, that use it for purposes just like this. Not everybody has to be in on the script, though. Not everybody has to be in on the play and the players. The chief of police doesn't have to be in on it. All you have to have is one person around him 
to be in on it. Or two people, or more than that. But not everybody has to be in on it. That's the other avenue and the other angle that people have got to start to understand. Go back to Uvalde. Did some of the police officers believe when they were standing in that line going down those hallways? Did they believe that there was an actual shooter? Maybe. Maybe somebody did. Maybe they were all in on it. In this case, with this Nashville school, what did these cops know? These cops were told at the entrance door, again, that the children were on lockdown, but two kids were unaccounted for. They didn't know where two children were. And then they said, okay, great. And then they went in and then they shot and killed a person because they knew that there was a person in there with a gun that they needed to shoot and kill. They were just told that. That's why they were there in the first place. And then that's what the person at the front door told them. And then they did it. They don't have to know any other detail. They don't even have to be in on it. They just have to be a, I don't want to call them a useful idiot, but they have to be a useful player in it without knowing that they're being played. That there's a larger scheme and a, and a, and a larger narrative that is going to overwhelm even their presence in what was actually happening. I'm, I'm not sure what else I can say other than this. We have got to pray because prayer and, and learning and education about all of this is what's going to make the difference. People have got to consistently learn about evil. And if you don't, you're going to be beaten by evil. That's the way that it works. As you've heard me say on this show time and time again, you have to shed your skin of particular things, shed opinions, and arrive at facts to the best of your ability and leave your mind open and take emotion out because that's a survivable characteristic. That's the way that it is. So is more going to come out about this in the future? Possibly. Is there going to be more ridiculous stuff that is said uh, on all the social media platforms? Are more people going to believe everything that's going on? Probably. What I know is, is that Gateway Pundit's already moved on. They've already moved on. They've already said, well, we released the, the body cam footage, and, and there you go, and, and that's it, and then that's it. And they're, they're, they're moving on. Other people on Gab, they believe it happened. They got a dead shooter, which, as you heard me say, is another addition to the script to make it more realistic for people. Now you need a dead shooter. And you got to get it on camera and you got to get it on footage. You got to get them entering the building. You got to get them dead. You got to get the body cam footage. You have to see all of that now. That's why Uvalde was so criticized and so fake because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't hedge their bets and they didn't get all of the things that they needed. They got it this time. This time they got it. They even got a blurred body of what appears to be a child on the ground. Like I said, if someone really died outside of the shooter, then that's awful, and I and I and rest their souls. But I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it because I can see this without emotion from multiple angles. Doesn't mean I'm an emotionless hole. <laughs> I'm a human being. I'm a human being, but. 
I have a grasp of evil, and I'm telling you, it is over flipping whelming, and they know what they're doing. They have control of law enforcement. They have control of the media. They have control of the school apparatus. They have control of the universities. You have got to remove yourself from all of those environments. I can't say it enough. You have got to remove yourself. The people who work in those environments are believing everything that is spoon-fed to them. And it's dangerous for a variety of reasons. Manipulation is clearly one of the first. And they do all of this, and I'm going to wrap this up now because I have to, or else I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep yelling about it. They do all of this because they know that they have the megaphone. The enemy has the megaphone. They own the megaphone. Again, that's what can convince so many people that something happened when in fact it didn't go down the way that it went down. And it's not a black and white issue. It's not this or it's that. There are multiple gray areas and multiple gray lines throughout the entire scenario. But this evil will persist until these evil people are eliminated, until they are arrested and convicted for the crimes that they've all committed, including, I might add, conspiracy to commit fraud, because that's a felony and that's against the law. And you're talking about a RICO statute that is, and yes, it is racketeering also, but it's, it's money laundering and it's all of that. An interagency conspiracy to commit fraud and to, and to lie to people. Barack Obama and the Smith-Munt Act and his revision of that, the media is allowed to lie to people. Until we have people in the limelight who are saying this didn't happen, then these Masons own everybody. They've got them right by, right by the beanbag. They're holding them right where they want to, and they're yanking them around in any direction they want, including all these politicians on these so-called free speech platforms like Gab. Honestly, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, praying, I'm praying that this is not the only objective analysis of this event that has taken place. I'm praying that somebody else understands what I'm saying and that somebody else creates something which will probably end up on BitChute that breaks down this entire event more than I just have. I'm praying that that's the case because there is so much evil in this and and so much evil at a at a higher level or I should even say a lower level closer to hell than what people can possibly imagine. So with all of that said ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening. I, you know, in retrospect, I really don't care if you move the episode around or not. That's that's always up to you. I'm not in I'm not in this for clicks. You know that I'm not in it for money. I'm not in it for for that either. I want the truth. I just want the truth, and I want my fellow Americans to start waking up and keep waking up. Just keep waking up. Keep learning. Stop being so trustworthy. It's not a survivable skill. 
It's not a survivable characteristic. You can't trust everything all of the time. You're not going to make it. Look what's happened with everything thus far. <laughs> how's, that, how's that trust thing working out for everybody? Now, see, again, people are distracted with all of this, like I said, because there's a coronavirus uh, subcommittee hearing taking place right now, and they don't want eyes on that. So now I'm putting this down, and I'm going to do my best to go over there and watch all that, because I bet there's some interesting revelations there, too. We can spin multiple plates at the same time. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I can even do those two things while patting my head and rubbing my stomach. I can do all of that. And we have to learn to do that. So God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. I know that was a lot of information. And a lot of it was coming to me uh, on the spot. So I was having to stop, pause, go back, look at things. And thank you to everybody, by the way, for texting me and sending me emails and, and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. I appreciate it. I know, I know people want my take on this, and I'm, that, that's my take. I'm humbled, actually, that people want my take on this, and I, and I appreciate it. I really do. I really do appreciate it. So I'm starting to lose my voice. I hope, uh, I hope you learned something, and we got to move forward. we got to move forward now. This is another event. In the quiver, we, we, we know it's taken place. We know it's manipulated countless people. Let's keep paying attention to both it, but let's not be distracted by just this thing. Let's continue to pay attention to everything else. Which, again, if I didn't say this already, I did want to mean this, or I did want to say this. Uh, another distraction again, Tennessee law, apparently in the state, there, were, there was legislation to try to get to lower the age to own handguns. And they wanted to lower that to, to 18 years old. So isn't that convenient that this event, quote-unquote, false flag, occurs while that's also going on? Not an accident. It's all a big script. And it's evil. So I'll catch you on Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.